The following talk was given by Bear Gokon Bonabakura at Zen Mountain Monastery. Gokon is a senior monastic and dharma holder in the Mountains and Rivers Order. He serves as director of operations at Zen Mountain Monastery and also helps run the National Buddhist Prison Sangha. This talk, like all of our talks, is given free of charge. If you would like to make a donation or find out more about our various programs, visit us online at zmm.org. Thanks for listening. From the Eight Awarenesses of the, of the Bodhisattva, practicing samadhi. Dwelling in the Dharma undisturbed is what is called samadhi. The Buddha says, when you students unify your minds, the mind is in samadhi. Since the mind is in samadhi, you know the characteristics of the creation and destruction of the various phenomena of the world. For this reason, you should constantly practice with diligence and cultivate all kinds of samadhi. When you gain samadhi, the mind is not scattered, just as those who protect themselves from floods guard the levee. This is also true of practice. For the sake of the water of wisdom, then, cultivate samadhi well and do not let it leak out. This is called samadhi. Practicing samadhi. Good teaching for Bahatsu. We are practicing samadhi, giving our energies to this, settling the mind, unifying the mind, concentrating the mind for the sake of wisdom. Dogen says, dwelling in the Dharma undisturbed is samadhi. I've been working with this teaching of the Eight Awarenesses. This is the sixth of the eight. And um, a little while ago telling, showing that this was the next one that was coming up and that it was good for, felt like a good one for Rahatsu, and also that I was a little nervous about talking about Samadhi. And she said, you just need to get over all of those things that you learned while you were growing up. <laughs> as in growing up in the Dharma. All of the ideas about samadhi, hearing about samadhi, ideas of um, something definitely outside of my experience and kind of outside of like me, like beyond. I was remembering once um, a long time ago at the end of a Shusa, Shusa Hosen ceremony. So there, um, those of you who have seen this, there are a lot of bows that happen. And so the Shusa bows to the monks and bows to the lay seniors at the beginning and then again at the end. And at the end of this ceremony, the Shusa turns to the um, monastics to bow. And Miyotai Sensei was sitting in the front seat and she didn't get up. And Shugen was behind her and he whispered, Mio. I mean, I don't know, actually know what he whispered, but that's what it looked like. And then she got up, and I was like, oh, she must have been a samadhi. I'd like that to happen to me. Fantasies about that. Someone needing to tell me to, oh, it's time for service. Setting up an idea, and then feeling insufficient, frustrated, when I couldn't meet it. As a Shikantaza student, often feeling that Koan students must be in samadhi all the time, having experiences that I wasn't having. 
Dogen says, dwelling in the Dharma undisturbed is samadhi. What is it to dwell undisturbed? The Dharma is not anywhere outside of us. The Buddha says, when you students unify your minds, the mind is in samadhi. Samadhi is most often translated as concentration. Sometimes as one-pointedness, single-pointedness, absorption. And just kind of hearing some of those definitions, I think some of those can lead to ideas. It's like, what is that? What What do we imagine that that is? One definition I found is unifying the mind and placing its awareness upon a particular object. In this passage, the Buddha says, unify your mind. I find that helpful. Unify the mind. Maizumi Roshi in his commentary on this says the state of concentr- that samadhi is the state of concentration itself, the state in which subject and object are one. Be the breath. Be your practice. If your practice is shikantaza, there is no particular object. Be awareness completely. Whatever our practice is, it is practicing, being completely engaged, complete investment in our practice, giving ourselves completely. Complete investment in our practice, so important to be clear what that practice is. What is it you're giving yourself to, that you're returning to, coming back to? As we practice samadhi, we get to see, as we practice unifying the mind, we get to see the mind that is not unified, is scattered, see how it is when it is scattered, when it is not settled, to see how we turn outside, separate. How is it that we separate from ourselves, from our life, from what we're doing? How is it when we're scattered? We get to see that. How is it when we're separated? We get to see that. How we can be controlled, seem controlled by desires, by fear, all the things that pull at us, our reactivity. Being scattered, we can be confused. Confusion of samsara. Kind of not being able to see what's in front of us, not being able to see what we're doing, see where we are. Where is our mind, our attention? which is why beginning to settle the mind can be so healing. It's like landing in our life more. Last week I was in Hermitage, up in a little cabin up on the mountain for a week by myself, just sitting. Um, And it felt like sort of seeing this... um, you know, in um, just alone and quiet, and I'm, you know, pretty comfortable there by myself, pretty comfortable in the woods by myself, 
There is really no very little distraction. There are no people around. And in that quiet and sitting, seeing how my mind turned over and over to something to kind of soothe me with. Less frequently, but sometimes also to turn to something to upset me with. It's like there was no one up there There's to upset me, but I would invite some people up <laughs> in my mind. And as things got quieter, to see how still, turning to something, creating something, to kind of soothe myself. From what? Why do we do this? Kind of feeling the, the mystery and wonder of, of that, of our, of our thinking, habitual mind, seeing the power of, of the mind. What is this mind? It's all mind. Everything comes from mind. And so seeing mind, studying mind, we're really getting to the root of our life. In the teachings, there is emphasis on samadhi right from the beginning. So in the Buddha's original teachings, the Dharma is often presented, the Buddhist teachings presented as precepts, samadhi, and prajna, wisdom. And how important it is to learn to allow our minds to settle, to allow the mind to settle so that we can see the mind. When the mind is agitated, we can't see what's happening. The importance of concentrating the mind and to experience the mind when it is unified. We do all of this rigorous practice so that we can touch that, find that. Look what we're doing this week, all that we have set up, all of the sitting that we're doing. And so in practicing samadhi, we get to see, how do we, we get to see all that arises. How do we work with that? How do we work with thoughts? Not pushing away, not cutting off, not ignoring or trying to control. We do all of these things. We kind of do them at our own risk. Because when we do, we're in some way cutting ourselves off from ourselves, turning against ourselves, ignoring ourselves, kind of putting ourselves in conflict with ourselves. The Chan teacher, Rebecca Lee, who was taught here, um, there's a new book out that I have found helpful. She says, there's no problem with thoughts. There's no problem with thoughts arising. Each time a thought arises, it's an opportunity. It's an opportunity to look into the nature of thought, an opportunity to let go and experience that, an opportunity to look into the nature of attachment. What is attachment? The illusion of attachment, 
What are we attaching to, holding on to? What's happening? This gives us an opportunity to start to see that we don't need to fight with our thoughts, be afraid of our emotions, react to all of the things that we react to, all of the things that arise in the mind. She says, when thoughts arise, let be, let through, let go. Because what is letting go? Let be, let through, let go. In a recent talk, Ojin Sensei talked about allowing space around a thought. Just around, allow space around a thought. Don't touch. Don't get involved. What is letting go? One of the things that I've found helpful, um, Rebecca Lee's teachings, she offered some of this when she was here leading a retreat, is that she kind of talks about what practice is not, talks about ways that we um, kind of go astray. Um, And it's a helpful way of talking about, of like guiding us to what is it to practice samadhi? And helpful because these ways that we go astray, we all do them, some at least. Some of us do some of them a lot. And so she's calling us to see. So some things that zazen is not, it is not dull. Zazen is alive. We can be fooled by a kind of dull, quiet, Aren't we trying to be quiet? Isn't that what we're cultivating? Not so many thoughts. Sleepiness and dullness can kind of masquerade as quiet, calm, settled. We can convince ourselves that this is concentration, that this is equanimity. Grogu was another Chan teacher when he was here leading a retreat. He was leading a retreat on, on Shikantaza, silent illumination. So most of the students in the Zendo, a lot of the students in the Zendo were Shikantaza students. And he asked, how many of us in our Shikantaza practice, sleep had become a regular part of our practice? And it was surprising how many people raised their hand. Honest, right? And that... that to be able to see that, to know that, right? And kind of pointing to the, the, the trap, how hard it can be then, even knowing, to wake, to wake up, to be, to be aware. It can be hard to know when we're sleeping. I have a, a um, rule that I try to follow, that if there is any sleepiness during a period of zazen, I get up and do kinyin, because I don't always get up and do kinyin, right? If things are quiet, if I feel concentrated, but anywhere in the period, because I don't, because I know that I can fool myself, that sleep can fool me. But I know also that when I'm asleep, I'm asleep, not connected, not awake, 
not aware of what's happening in my mind, not practicing samadhi, not doing my practice. Zazen is not a way of avoiding, not a way to get away from ourselves, not a way to manage our emotions, get away from difficult feelings. Again, it can kind of seem like this is what it is. Aren't we trying to be more equanimous, have fewer thoughts and feelings and things arise in our, in our zazen? Someone during a retreat came in to interview and said, said that they use mindfulness to manage their emotions. And it was, I, it was interesting. I felt like I was, I was like lear, learning something. It was like, that's close. I can, it's like, that's a mis, just like, like a misunderstanding of the teachings. It's close, but it's not what we're doing. We're not controlling. Thoughts and emotions are not a problem not to be gotten rid of. For me, Zazen has been coming into contact with feelings, knowing what I'm feeling. And this is where Zazen can be difficult, just because we're coming into, it can bring us into contact with Difficult feelings, uncomfortable feelings. Why sashin can be difficult. It's like it's, we can't get away. It's just our mind. It's all okay. It's all workable. It's important work. Rebecca Lee says, Zazen is not always the same. When she was here teaching in person, this was something that really kind of caught my attention. I thought it was interesting. She said, if, zaz, if your zazen seems to be the same every period or every day, to be suspicious. You're doing something, you're controlling. We're not trying to create a particular state of mind. We're not trying to create anything. We're letting go of creating. Again, this may seem kind of contrary to our ideas. How are we, in practicing samadhi, aren't we controlling our mind? In concentrating, aren't we controlling our mind? Don't we always want to be in samadhi? She said, be suspicious. Zazen is alive, the mind is awake. Allow it to be awake, clear. Zazen is not thinking explaining, analyzing. This is a place where I see myself get caught up sometimes working on a talk. So in Hermitage last week, these last couple days, practicing samadhi and explaining how I'm practicing samadhi to myself, to you. There can be a kind of running narrative of how our zazen is going. Oh, I'm getting quieter. Look, I let go of that thought. Oh, this is good. It's getting quieter. I think something might happen. (laughs) It can be seductive to think about practice. Understand practice. Explain practice to ourselves. Maybe we do it in preparing for face-to-face teaching. 
and this is not all bad, right? It's helpful to understand what we're doing, understand practice, to see the patterns of our mind, to see how things change, to see, notice when our mind is more concentrated, see that that can happen. It's so easy to just slip into talking about it to ourselves, slip into thinking. This is not what we're cultivating in zazen. That is not practicing samadhi. It's not doing your practice. It's thinking about your practice. There's also a kind of understanding that can come when our minds are clearer. Our minds do settle when we do zazen. So we see patterns of mind, patterns of thought, reactions. And we come to some understanding of ourselves, of our mind. And this is good and helpful. But it is not what we're cultivating in zazen. So we should see what we're thinking and feel what we're feeling, know what we're feeling. See the effects of our thoughts and and feelings. See our reactivity. Know our patterns. Some of this kind of understanding can actually help us to let go. But it's not what we're cultivating. So don't cut it off. It's good. And it's not what we're cultivating. We're practicing samadhi. Learning to dwell in the Dharma undisturbed. Again, important to experience the mind settled. And as far as I can tell, this is an ongoing practice, continual. One of my teachers years ago said there's always, there's always more, sort of always deeper concentration. You can always be more concentrated, more unified. It's a practice. But important to experience that because we can not believe that that's, we can kind of believe that that's not possible. I was remembering a a Dharma friend early in my practice, and she said, you know, you can't just walk in Kenyan. We can believe that. That there will always be thinking, that the mind just thinks all the time and kind of give up and accept that, not really practice samadhi. We put so much faith in our thinking mind. How do we trust the non-thinking mind that is not so familiar? Maizumi Roshi, in his commentary, he says, you know, we, we know how to concentrate We know how to be immersed in other activities. He says, like watching TV, you can be immersed. The other day I was waiting for someone to come into a Zoom, onto a Zoom with me, and it was taking a while, so I started doing my email and got totally immersed, and then they came in and said hello, and I jumped. (laughs) I had totally forgotten that I was waiting for them to come into the Zoom with me. Maizumi Roshi says this is samadhi in the realm of desire. 
but it shows us something about our mind. We can be immersed. We can be concentrated. Why is it harder to concentrate on some things than on others? Why is it then when we sit down and choose to cultivate concentration, it can be so difficult? What are we turning away from? Is that what's happening? The Buddha says you should constantly practice with diligence and cultivate all kinds of samadhi. And so in the teachings, there are different kinds of samadhi. But I think we can also understand this as samadhi in various activities. It's not just in our seated meditation. Constantly practice with diligence. I think of Shugen Roshi's encouragement to practice from the very moment, first moment of the day, putting your feet on the floor as you get out of bed. Continuous thread of practice. Sashin is an opportunity for this. Continuous thread of practice. We really can let everything go. We have let a lot go. We're just here in Sashin. And so you can just walk when we're just walking. You can just eat your meal when it's time to eat. Practicing samadhi in each activity. The Buddha says, since the mind is in samadhi, you know the characteristics of the creation and destruction of the various phenomena of the world. When the mind is settled, when the mind is clear and not distracted, we can see clearly. We can see how things are. We can see our mind, see how we attach, how we create, how we separate, hold ourselves separate. He says, you know the characteristics of the creation and destruction of the various phenomena of the world, arising and passing away. We can see empty and permanent. And so samadhi is often in the teachings presented as the entry to insight. Bodhidharma says, if you seek direct understanding, don't hold on to any appearances whatsoever, and you'll succeed. Don't hold on to any appearances whatsoever. He says, I have no other advice. Let go of all of the appearances that arise in the mind, which means everything. It is all appearances. Don't hold on to anything. Shugan once said to me, Release and enter. Release and enter. It's not something to figure out. It does take trust. It takes trust to give ourselves completely to our practice, to the simple practice. We all have a simple practice. 
But we can do that. We can cultivate that trust as we let go, as we give ourselves more wholeheartedly, as we learn to unify the mind. It is not outside, simply dwelling in the Dharma, dwelling in the Dharma undisturbed. Thanks so much for listening. For meditation supplies such as cushions, incense, liturgical instruments, Dharma books, and more, visit monasterystore.org. Support for your spiritual practice at home.